podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. What do Rasputin, Tsar Nicholas II and Nikita Mazepin have in common? They've, they've all failed to score a single Formula One point. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> so you thought I was going to say they're all controversial Russians, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> and we have to look at your face while you say that this week. <laughs> it's a bit more unnerving when I'm actually Yeah, I could tell you were yeah. nervous, yeah. I was like, shit, I can't, I can't like, just look at my computer screen or pretend that I'm not talking to you. <laughs> we'll just shut your eyes. <laughs> yeah, I might do the rest of the problem with my eyes shut like that. That's actually much better. Oi. Sorry. He doesn't, he does it long enough, we can just disappear. <laughs> we sat here in a hotel room halfway through FB1 being like, guys. I wouldn't notice. I'd be like, guys, can you hear that? <laughs> so if anyone can't guess right now, we're in person doing this. It's highly exciting. It is. It's the first time ever. Ever. It's the first time we've been in the same room together, ever. <laughs> yeah. Never seen any of you people before. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. people. Yeah. <laughs> This is just a commercial deal. We're yeah. not friends. Meadows is massive in real life. He's like seven foot. I didn't know that. <laughs> I thought he was about the same height as me. Lawrence is a pixie. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just levitating the whole time. It was, it was actually it was an elf, wasn't it? It was your elf ears that you used to wear. Oh, oh yes. yeah. I forgot yeah. what your elf ears. You talk My, about it as if it was quite a normal common thing that I do. Well, was, was, it fancy, was it a Christmas party? Christmas party, yeah. You wore elf ears, and who saw it? Was it Ben Hunt that ben saw Hunt, it? Ben Hunt, yeah, he saw it on my Facebook page. And from then on, you've been known I as the elf. And yeah. let's face it, the one person you don't want to see content <laughs> on Facebook is Ben Hunt. Because he will go on, yeah. and on, and, and on. on about it. And on. But we should get back to rating your joke. Yes. Right? Uh, please don't write it down for me stuttering through it. No, but um, that was an original, just that was an absolute original. clarity. Yeah. Uh, and where was it written? That was actually part of the batch, the famous batch from the Austin trip. <laughs> ah, so you held some back. I did, yeah. Wow, I thought you just ploughed through them. I did, but I just forgot to read that one out. (laughs) 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 And it was just at the bottom of that list. I was like, ah, there you go. It was after the Nerdberg ring one, and we that that was kind of like the high point, point, wasn't it? I thought, well, I'll just leave it there. Well, I liked it. Um, I'm going to give it a seven. Seven, I'll take that. Historical as well. Solid. I mean, yeah. I feel for you, Nate. I oh, thought do you think I thought you were going to get well. No, I think it's probably worth a seven based on quality. But just because we're being nice to him, and he's right uh, here, and he ri- ri- yeah. wrote like it himself. Wrote it. Himself. I just ticked it off the off the chart. Look, you've got actual tick. Oh, you've oh, got like a does. note with tick boxes. Yeah. Look, there's, there's more. Oh, there's loads, listeners. So are yeah. these all of the jokes you've ever told on the panel? No, these are just new ones that I've thought of recently. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Crikey! So they're all originals. No, uh, some of these are people have sent them in. Oh yeah, all their originals. You did say so you were gonna you were gonna read out one that I was, sent in. but then I thought for our first one in person, I was like, I've got to do my, I've got to do an original. Mm. Um, okay, I had a good one sent in to me that I'll do next week. It's about it's about Abu Dhabi, so we can still do it next week. Look at this guy getting ahead. I know, right? Planning out of the game. Yeah. He's, he's planning so hard that last night he was like, you know, guys, I'm just gonna zoom in. I can't be bothered coming <laughs> over in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's just it's quite a long way from where I am, and yeah. you know, I didn't get much sleep. But we're now at the track. We are, yeah. We're, so we're right outside the track. Not in it. No. For broadcast reasons. Yeah, yeah. We're definitely in a hotel room outside it. Don't worry. Um, yes, absolutely. Uh, we're definitely not. Oh, my God. Look at that car in the paddock. <laughs> hey, Seb. Why is car in the paddock? I don't know. It's got lots. <laughs> you haven't been in a paddock. <laughs> You're a fraud. Yeah. Other than right now, I haven't been. <laughs> anyway.
welcome to The Paddock, a podcast featuring stories following Formula One around the world. I'm Lawrence Bretto, senior writer at F1.com. And I'm Chris Medland, F1 correspondent at Racer. And I'm Nate Saunders from ESPN. Wow. Live and in person. So what yeah. I enjoyed about that is everyone looked down when they did it. Normally on Zoom, we're looking at each other. You're, all of you guys are just looking I down. I half looked at Nate. Once I started yeah. and I knew I was clean, I then looked at him to try and put him off. The eye oh. contact really threw me. Yeah. Like, Medders looked deep into my soul. And so what I, did you so see, I, Medders? <laughs> Don't answer that. <laughs> Don't answer that. I saw terrible things from last night that I need to know more about. So we're going to get onto that soon. Because yeah. it's Friday. So apologies to listeners that this is two days later than normal. But we have extra content this way because we were at a track yesterday. Yeah. And there's a big event this weekend, I think, in Abu Dhabi. The Expo. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> the Abu Dhabi Expo that we'll talk all about in great detail. Yeah. Hey, well, that's the Dubai Expo. I can't it? remember which one it is. There's, a, there's an Expo somewhere around here. Keep seeing a sign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he keeps asking for it. No one's sent into it yet. Uh, yeah, this is bad, bad, bad expo content. <laughs> <laughs> let's review then, yeah, shall we? Let's do it. Because the first review, I quite enjoyed the uh, title of. You ready? Genuinely, this is this is I think a really proper legit review. It's five stars, which is nice. But the title is "Grows on You." <laughs> when I first started listening, I kept waiting for the chat to finish and the content to start, and it took a while before really understanding that it never does. <laughs> It really grows on you, though. The boys have such a genuine friendship. That's what you think. <laughs> are funny and warm and make you want to be on their adventure with them. Now, one of my favourite podcasts. Thank you to AC1 million via Apple Podcasts. Oh, Lovely. That's very in, nice uh, review. In Great Britain. That review grew on me, too. <laughs> yeah, same, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then the other one was uh, titled For the Sake of It. Also five stars. Thank you very much to Yossi Israeli from Israel. So uh, it's an international review section. Handy surname to have in Israel. Isn't it? Yeah. You just have to write your, your country's name out and then put an I on the end. My, my surname was British until I changed it by deep poll. Was <laughs> yours not? I thought Chris I was British. Yeah. <laughs> British. Can you imagine if British that was how someone from the UK was called? I mean, that's how I'm going to change my byline as soon as I get, well, as soon as I get to the paddock that we're definitely not in. Just to clarify, we're not in the we're paddock. <laughs> I'm, trying get, I'm trying to get us banned, aren't I? I don't, I don't know why I keep saying this. Especially Beretta. Whenever yeah. I make the joke, Medlin's looking at me like, Nate, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? Um, this will be the closest I think we'll ever record to a Formula 1 track, though, because we can see it out the window. Yeah, but anyway, true. I'm being distracted from the review. For the sake of it, it says, been waiting for a while to get my review in. Every episode deserves the five stars from me, but the last one with the tracks going one on top of the other, I got a double Nate episode. Oh, yeah. Now that's deserving my and review. Anyway, keep up the good work. I always enjoy the podcast. And only a few people got that episode, didn't they? Only a handful. They got double Nate. Like a and limited got, edition and one. And they got taken down, yeah. So that, that, that would be like the Star Wars Christmas special in years to come. People would be like bootlegging it. It was the, spe- trading it was the special the, trading one. Trading the VHS. That was for the people that subscribe like, and pay us. They were for our elite members. Um, yeah, you get, which, you, which, you get my voice <laughs> over my voice. <laughs> I don't know if that's worth them any money, let alone subscription money. As someone who can see you in person, it, yeah, it's not. No. Yes, I mean, Lawrence, what do you think? Yay or nay? Yay. Yeah, thanks, Lawrence. Yay. Thanks, man. <laughs> they looked to me as if he wasn't sure if I was going to say I was worried where that was going to go. And well, you did have to think about it. Some, build some tension. Ah, uh, true. Like it. What? Te- like, racing <laughs> tension. <laughs> Segway. We were going to get a Segway jingle. I can't remember where it is. Yeah, we should uh, take a Segway to the paddock later. Mm. Oh, no. Different kind of Segway, that, isn't it? It's spelled differently. Yes, it is. Yeah. yeah. Plus, I don't trust myself. I can't even walk, but more about that story later. Uh, that segue to tension was because I think it might be time for... If you've only got one minute to spare, want to know who finished when and where, sit back, relax, because we got you. Here's Nate with the 60-second review. So this is my 
live review for the Saudi Grand Prix. <coughs> me, 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 me. <laughs> uh, Hamilton, the man with the instructable front wing. Verstappen, brake tester? Slash brake checker, depending on where you're on the, you, uh, in the world. And that's it that anyone really cares about. Oh, Ocon, sad, in fourth. <laughs> Bottas, happy in third. <laughs> but to be honest with you, like no one else really knows what happened for the rest of that race, did they? It was so, carnage. It we was said carnage. we'd let you off this because they hadn't recorded it. So I tried to record this earlier in the week and I was just, I was like trying to get my head around. Because once you get past Lewis and Max, you're like, well, to be honest, the rest of the race really was pretty right. Like you had some guys that had big crashes and were luckily very, like, well, we're okay. But yeah, like everyone between sort of, sort of fourth position and people that finished, it was like, I don't, it's just really inconsequential what happened. So that's probably the most deflating 60 second review anyone's ever going to listen to. However, it was live. Yeah, special, special, and they will tell us to go back to the recorded version next yeah. week. Yeah, yeah, I think that I think those reviews would have been retracted. <laughs> That's why we did them first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But no, um, I promise we'll be back with a bang next week with Abu Dhabi GP. Is that because you're predicting a bang? Oh. Don't put me on the spot, but yes. No, um, <laughs> no, actually. Well, that's that's a better segue. Um, I think it's going to end with a very, very, very normal race. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think there's been so much build-up to this race, I, I can't see it being... I think one of them's going to lead into turn one and just kind of go off into the distance. And everyone's like, oh, they're going to crash, but they got it all out of their system last week. That's what I'm hoping. It, it's strange, isn't it? Because there's one, all of the questions were about it yesterday. Yeah. I was doing the TV pen with them. And this is one of the reasons this is good to do this pod this morning so that yeah. we had yesterday's media day. But yeah, asking the questions. And you, you heard other people asking the same one. And each time, the same two drivers are being asked, like, are you going to play f- fair? Is it going to be clean? How much do you want it to be clean? All this. And it's like, well, there's what they want and there's what will happen. It was like earlier in the season. Do you remember what Max was saying? It's like you're trying to preempt that we're going to hit each other. It's not inevitable that we will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it turned out it was. But yeah, I get the point that we were kind of, if you ask long enough, eventually when it happens, you're like, you see, we told you. So I did feel, feel for them a bit, but um, I just can't work out how Sunday can do justice to the rest of the season. Mm. Like they're level on points after 21 races. They've hit each other so many times. They've raced wheel to wheel pretty much every week. And then I kind of, with you, I think this feels like somehow it just then is all going to come crashing down in sense of really dull, easy win for someone. And, and after about 10 laps, you realise... The only tension is if their car fails. Yeah, and there's going to be so many people watching around the world. Like, this is going to be a huge event. I, find, I don't know whether that would be a good or a bad thing, because I feel like on, on one hand, just seeing two people like racing each other to the line would be great. But I think a lot of people are tuning in to see them crash, aren't they? A lot of people are tuning in being like, I want to see, I've heard this great thing. I maybe watched Saudi last week. I want to see them crash. So like, it's, it'll be interesting to see how it goes down. As long as, as, long as it's tense, and as long as it's... Like, do you remember Rosberg in 2016? Yeah. That was tense. Not not a lot happened. He got past Verstappen towards the end. But that was tense because for about 20 laps, his title was in real jeopardy. But there wasn't, you know, it wasn't like he was being kind of forced off the track or anything. So if we get that again, that would be great to me. Mm. Um, I think, but I don't know whether everyone would enjoy that or not. I don't know. I'm trying to think, what, what would that have to be? That would have to be something like one of the two title contenders, like actually to genuinely recreate that moment, would be one of the two title contenders has to be out. The other one is behind the teammate. So say it's Verstappen's out. Perez is ahead of Hamilton and Perez is trying to back Hamilton up into the pack yeah. because he needs something to happen yeah. to him. In this case, Perez would have to be 10th and, Alonso and Hamilton would have to be 11th, wouldn't he? Yeah, so it doesn't it quite work happen. the same way. It could happen. But maybe you could have that, you know, uh, you know, Verstappen's in the lead. Let's say, I don't know, his tyres are completely shot, but Perez is behind him 
and he's holding Hamilton up and Hamilton is you know like we always say if the faster car is behind his team slower teammate mm. the best way to protect that position you never want to let a guy attack a vulnerable car so you can have Perez like holding on you have something like that that could be quite fun um, that's a good we're, point actually, we're yeah. speculating about a lot of different variables Lawrence, you haven't spoken for a while. <laughs> I'm enjoying just listening to you guys, kind of just going backwards and forwards. I think that we're going to get a really good battle, but it's going to be super clean. And I think someone's just going to win. Super clean? Yeah, super clean. I think so. Is that so? Like, how, like a super freak. So what are I your tiers of clean? What would they be? What's below super clean? Is it like clean? So super clean would be no contact whatsoever. So, but, but surely clean is no contact whatsoever. Or is that no, like maybe a little because wheel I think brush? a little kiss, maybe. Oh, okay. Ooh, Gentle kiss. That doesn't take it beyond clean to kind of... Edgy. What about minor clean? Is there a minor clean? <laughs> yeah. Was Imola minor clean? Like the first corner when it was like Hamilton survived, but he had to go over the curbs. Uh, as a minor crazy. clean. I thought that was a bit like robust, but I don't know what that would be in terms of clean levels. Yeah. Robust. No, robust would be a proper slightly soiled. <laughs> but I not these stained. Your, I want to see these in your race review, in your race reports and your your TV appearances. Super clean. Yeah, but that was a super clean race. <laughs> yeah, it was minor clean last week, and it was. It was super soiled last week. Chris, Christmas special. Lawrence does a rundown of all 21 races, 22 races actually by oh, there. Yeah. And uh, rates them in, in cleanliness. So <laughs> yeah. it'll be like, Himmler. <laughs> yeah. Not so clean. There you go. Bahrain Christmas super content. clean. Bahrain was super clean. They went wheel to wheel and didn't hit each other. That's true. Yeah. So there, there we go. you go. So, so man, let's just use super clean. You didn't say anything I'm there. using your terminology. It's your, cause <laughs> your word, dude. I don't want to oh. take, I don't want to give him credit for it. Anyway, sorry, you were in the middle of your super clean rant. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying? Now I'm thinking maybe it will be dirty. No, um, super dirty. <laughs> 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 maybe that's what is the other extreme. It goes from I think super clean to we'll, super dirty. We'll write a then, spectrum, yeah, and, okay. and then yeah, and scale it. Okay. I think this is a good way for us to actually rank battles going forward. Yeah, yeah. super dirty to super clean. <laughs> super clean. Where does and we'll get we'll get a scale and your your face just in the middle, <laughs> and wherever you think it lands, <laughs> yeah. This if it's super website. clean, he's really happy. And as it goes dirty, he's in frown and get <laughs> yeah. angry. Super dirty, Lawrence is like, I've never seen Lawrence angry, but he'll just be mildly l- less happy. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> he'll still be smiling, but yeah. less so. Less so than he was before. It's when a fan comes up to you and you're tired. It's that face that you put on. Like, it's you're polite, pretty, but oh, tired Exactly, face, yeah. yeah. Still smiling, but you can just see that little bit of fatigue in there. Thanks. I don't fatigue, man. I was gonna, it was a, actually a compliment. No one's ever seen you like angry or... Like yeah. sad or we've only seen you fatigued. <laughs> <laughs> See me fatigued a fair, a fair yeah. bit, I think. Yeah, especially in the season. Anyway, sorry, mate. I did cut you off when you were talking. You said you think it's going to be super clean between the two, but um, why? I do you think? I just think we're going to get a good race out of it. I don't think either one of them is going to go off into the distance. I mm. do think it's going to be those two at the front because but I just think that they are that far ahead, and I think because of the tension of what is involved, like it's all well and good them colliding in the penultimate race, but the cl- a collision here would just end it. Yeah. Only for one of them. Yeah, but at least for both of them, they always had another, in other races, they always had another opportunity. There is no other opportunity now. To me, the interesting thing is going to be, not if Max is ahead of Lewis, I want to see what happens when Lewis is defending the lead from Max and what he does in that situation. Because the rules, you know, Brazil, obviously Max forced Lewis off the track, didn't get a penalty, got five seconds for the same thing. Reverse those roles, I wonder what Lewis would do in the same situation and what the penalty would be and what Horner would say and what Wolf, you know, that to me is the interesting thing is like, is I think we know what, what will happen if Max is ahead and Lewis tries to get past him pretty much is going to end off, end up off the track unless he can get past him with a tire advantage. But with Hamilton in front, I wonder whether he'll give him that room on the inside or whether Lewis will just think, I don't think he will because he'll think there's a championship literally at stake here. 
but seeing that dynamic that way around will be pretty cool. Yeah, like to be fair, like, I, in my head, I feel like if Lewis is ahead, if, if Mercedes get into the lead in this race, I feel like they're slightly quicker and that, that he's more likely to pull away and the reverse is more likely to happen. But then we've seen, you know, Austin and stuff like that, that it doesn't always play out the way you think in terms of who's stronger and who's not. But I think one of the things with Max, like a lot of people are starting talking about, oh, he's, uh, yeah, he might take Lewis out or like you said, like he'll definitely end up off the track if Lewis tries to overtake him. But A, that isn't a change from anything he's done all year. That's not him saying, well, I can win the title this way, I'm going to take you out. B, like, I will defend him on this. He's never taken someone out. He's always put himself in a position where he said to Lewis, like, are we having an accident or not? And sometimes that is over the line and that's why he's had a penalty. But he doesn't, you know, I mean, he had the chance if he wanted to take Lewis out in Saudi when Lewis did overtake him and drove him wide at the final corner. Just turn in and hit him. You, you can do that. Like, as in, you would be, you could then complain, well, he didn't leave me any room and argue it. But if you're both out the race, Max would have protected his lead. That isn't what he does. Like, he just puts it in a position where, Lewis has that decision to make. And I think he'll do that 100% this weekend because mm. he can afford to. And to be fair, we've not seen Lewis this season. The way the championship's gone, it's always been Max who's had the championship lead, really, for most of it. Lewis hasn't been in a position to do the same back, you know, and therefore not lose. He's always needed to gain points on Max, so he can't afford to get involved in that sort of incident. If it was the other way around and Lewis had more wins, then I think you see a way more aggressive Lewis if Max was trying to overtake him because he knows, well, if this goes wrong, as long as I play within the rules enough, then... I end up as champion too. So I, I do think it's almost a little bit unfair to focus too heavily on how differently they might approach it as if that's a reflection of them as people or drivers. That's a partly a reflection of the situation and you're driving to it. Yeah, it's always fair. easier to be the guy who's chasing though, isn't it? Because you've got <clears throat> you've got less risk, you've got less to lose as you're chasing after it. Whereas when you're defending a Max, of course, hasn't been really been in this position before in his career where he has to see, uh, he has to make a de- certain decisions about whether or not, <clears throat> whether or not he... Will win or not? I don't really know what I'm trying to say, but no, I get you. But <clears throat> he seems super relaxed yesterday when mm-hmm. in the media day, which I was really impressed with. Super relaxed, super relaxed. Yeah, so super relaxed to super agitated. That's a new that, that can be my face on that scale. <laughs> <laughs> we need to find a scale for Medlin's face. Uh, this will be a website where people just rate things. Uh, anyway, that was a, another tangent. Um, but yeah, but he like Verstappen all season has seemed really cool, really calm, really collected. And yesterday actually reminded me of how he was at Zandvoort when. That whole weekend was just orange and everyone was chanting Max, 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 Super Max. And Max Verstappen was like the only person who didn't really seem to get what was going on. Like he just didn't seem to, he was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Whatever, don't care. Go win the race. Yeah, and, <laughs> and, and, and from us, we're like, this must be amazing for you. And he's like, yeah, it's, it's nice, but I want to go win. It's another race type thing. And he's approaching this one the same way. And Red Bull yesterday was saying like, what they've been trying to do is just is do the Rosberg approach really from 2016 of saying like, this is just another race. We just wanna, if we win it, we win the championship. Simple as. And that's quite a good way, I think, of approaching it and maybe has minimised some of the pressure that the team feels. But I don't think Verstappen really does feel any. Not that we've seen, anyway, outwardly. Um, but, I mean, that's just my take on it. I don't know whether you guys maybe think there's been some creeping in. No, I, I mean, I think maybe some of the, what I'd call, errors that he made in Saudi show that he's aware of the situation. But that has been rare and he still drove well in the race, like really well for a lot of it until, uh, you know, there's the lines he crossed in the start of his racing. But... Um, yeah, it wasn't like he had a shocking like race pace or anything. It was that, that qualifying error like didn't need making. He was up, he, he had pole in his hand. He was obviously still giving it 110%, but maybe someone who just had... You know, that will be something he will learn from. I know it sounds silly because everyone knows how good Max is, but you know that in five years, if he's in the exact same scenario, he's less likely to make that error. And he'll, and he'll turn around and say, you know, I remember five years ago when yeah. I, was, I was up a quarter of a second and I just kept pushing at the same level into the final corner and it went wrong and I didn't need to do that. So 
yeah, some of this is like, he's still 24. Like, kind of, um, it's impressive how he's handled so much of this. And it, it is, what was interesting, I've seen a lot of people complaining. Was it Tyson Fury saying, you know, everyone's having to go at this young kid, Max, and like the media are ruining him and all this. One, it does not seem to get through to him when he gets criticised. Really impressed with the way he handles that in the sense he's so like strong in his belief that he's fine with what he's doing and, and that everyone else is wrong, essentially. And I think that's because the team around him telling him that as well. But um, that really impresses me. And and two, I don't think he gets it any more than, than Lewis has been. If anything, I feel like Lewis gets unfairly targeted with more stuff. We so. talk about like the Kingspan deal that was labelled by some press as his deal when he had nothing yeah. to do with it. That was, really, sort of that was really frustrating to see how that was covered. Yeah, so I, like, yeah. I think Max at least only has racing issues on the whole to, to really handle. Um, and and handles them well, so I think both of them handle it actually pretty well. And and it would be, it would be nice for it to be. I don't I don't want it to be super clean. I want it to be really hard and tense. But yeah, I don't want it to be like collision course type thing. I think that would be, um, you know, it will get a lot of people talking. But if we're trying to work out who's won a championship based on you know who potentially or didn't um, essentially foul the other person. Uh, that will completely devalue what's been a brilliant mm-hmm. championship. Well, I was going to bring that point up. I thought it was interesting that Michael Massey made that clarification. So for anyone who doesn't know that, in the race race notes, was it four articles were outlined? Or, or basically Massey reminded the drivers of the, of these saying, we can deduct you points, we can ha- hand you a race ban if we feel you've won it in an unsportsmanlike fashion. Um, and those those are in the rules. He hasn't made them up for this race, but the fact that he had to clarify them I think shows where we're at with this. And everyone talking about it. It seems like we're like like you were saying in the media pen. Like everyone is saying, like, is this going to be the way it ends? Um, and I think that would be a real shame if because I don't know how you prove intent unless you have the data that says someone literally did turn into the other driver. It becomes very very difficult. I remember how difficult it was for people to prove Rosberg's intent at Monaco in 2014 when he parked up. A lot of people were convinced he did do it on purpose. A lot of people were convinced he didn't do it on purpose. And the data was kind of 50-50 when the stewards looked at. It, they said, well, it doesn't really prove anything either way. Um, and if we get a situation like that, then it, it, you know you, you open yourself up to a really controversial decision. Was it just a collision? Was one of them just pushing a little bit too wide? And it looks like they drove into the other guy on purpose. You know, so I hope we don't get that. That would be, really suck. That's a bit like actually with the the brake testing like thing from last week was that the stewards clearly looked at it because you know you look at it in telemetry data and you go, well, Max brakes in a straight line on a straight when you should be doing. Yeah. 200 mile an hour that's and, horrifically dangerous and, and suddenly yeah and like yeah and a lot of people because they call it a brake test and they're like that should be a ban it's ridiculous it's only 10 seconds but then in the context of actually what was happening they were both going way way slower mm-hmm. playing cat and mouse about who was going to get to drs line in in a sense lewis should have been expecting like max was clearly desperate for him to get ahead of him so should have been aware that max was driving erratically as such and so was lewis because he was at that speed tucking in behind him to be like well i don't want to go ahead i'm going to make it impossible for you to make me go past you Mm. Like both of them were playing games. Max then took it too far, which is why he got a penalty and rightly got a penalty. But yeah. it wasn't like he slammed on the anchors at top speed when they were racing hard. It was in a totally different context, which is why I think the penalty actually was roughly about right. Um, you know, maybe needed explaining better or, or coming down on a bit more clarity so that other drivers are aware. Yeah, that doesn't mean you can just brake test people. This is about you know the situation it was in. But um, yeah, I think that's also important because you're right. It's it's a lot more nuanced all of these battles than just so-and-so hit the other person, therefore they are completely wrong and need banning. Yeah, you're right. But on that note, unless you're about to... No. Did you uh, have a brake testing point? Is it brake test or brake check? I had some Americans... It's a su- super brake. Super brake test, because yeah. Americans say brake check. We say brake test. Yeah. Okay. So... Well, we've covered them, covered them both now. Well, either yeah, yeah. or, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, should, I should really say brake check, check. So should you, Medus. You should say brake test. 
Good content. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> you just cut that bit out, obviously. Uh, never. Can't. Uh, we're live. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who's listening? One person. <laughs> um, I was going to ask you, Red Bull, you said that they were looking pretty chilled the way they were handling it. Yes. So chilled, they put you on a yacht for some drinks. They did. I went with Mr. Pareto, um yesterday after media day. It was really cool. Um, so Yas Marina, the boats get bigger the further you walk into the, like around the marina. And we were saying, weren't we, that even the small yachts look ridiculously nice. They, yeah, they have this really nice boat and some of their partners and, you know, some of their, like, you know, some of their fancy, fancy people are going to be up there for the race. Fancy um, people. Fancy people, yeah. Really I, I, fancy people. No? Fancy, I don't know, just fancy people. Fancy nameless people at this point. Um, but, um, yeah, a former colleague of mine at ESPN who now works for Red Bull, Lisa, was is one of the people that's, like, overseeing all of that. It was just a really cool event. You know, they were... They were um, Brought us around little canapes. One of the people that had, do you remember the woman with the plant pot? For some reason, the trays had plant pots built into them. So she was walking around with canapes and with a giant, like, like, like a house plant, basically. And I was like, are you, I mean, why are you carrying that around? She's like, it's built into the tray. <laughs> I was like, oh, uh, I mean, why? She's it like, looks no, it's just, very pretty, though. It did look pretty, but the, the girl holding it was like four <laughs> foot one. And it, the tray was like, that made it at least three foot eight, the tray. <laughs> she was coming up these like stairs. And I was like, you should probably, and then she came back, bless her. With a tray with a smaller plant on it, <laughs> and she said, "This is all I could find." <laughs> so, but that's that's the kind of thing you get on a yacht. You get trays with plants built into them. Um, but yeah, there was um, there were, uh, like none of the drivers there. Horner wasn't there, but it was a lot of the the press team, a lot of the marketing activation guys, and they just really chilled out. I thought, like you can tell, they're quite nervous deep down. But um, I thought it was a really nice event. We had a little bit of champagne, so it was nice for Red Bull to do that for us. Um, are you saying Mercedes didn't and therefore Red Bull are going to win the championship well that was what I was about to suggest <laughs> yes um, no and I pretended I was DJing at the end we, I'm going to put the picture on our pad hoc social yes. channels it looks great it is a good photo um, but I just want to clarify I wasn't DJing although someone was like is that DJ Tiesto and I was like no no <laughs> it's, not. it's not him there was a hot tub that was bubbling away wasn't there and I was like if Which I bought no one ended trunk, up in remarkably yeah, I was like if I bought my swimwear I'd have been in there head first DJing then in a in the DJing hot tub. from the hot tub yeah I just want to clarify to people, we, were, we weren't chilling out on a yacht. We'd worked for about like nine hours yesterday. It was a busy day. And I felt like I deserved to jump a yacht. The top. Yeah. <laughs> what was interesting about that yacht was the, the state of the Manchester City yacht next to it. There was a it was Man like City a barge, yacht. wasn't it? That was awful. It was like, there was like, it had like been stripped away. So I, I, I wonder what's going on there. So um, we went to the McLaren Views like livery launch thing on Tuesday night where I saw both of you there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Jess and I w- walked around the, uh, the marina. Jess is in the room and just having to deal with us right now. Um, and yeah, we walked around the marina to get to the event and we passed the Man City yacht. It was like, mm, uh, yeah. That's really strange, yeah. Weeks, but some of those yachts are enormous. Like they're genuinely small ferries. So they were saying, what was interesting was, so as I was saying, they get bigger and bigger. So there was the shake shot was further down. And they said when he's in, the Wi-Fi is terrible because it just is absorbed by his yacht. <laughs> so when he goes, I was like, yes, the Wi-Fi is back. But when he was there, they were like, yeah, the, the Wi-Fi is not great today. We're trying to work out. A, a, and I just thought, like, you never you never consider that a marina has limited Wi-Fi, do you? <laughs> you just assume, like, well, all these yachts must, like, have their own satellite in the sky. But they're like, no, Shake's taking all the Wi-Fi today. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh. I mean... That's the most first world problem I've ever heard. The Sheikh took the, the Wi-Fi <laughs> in this marina, so our yacht doesn't have much. I was going to say that yacht must be that you were on must be worth what like tens of millions. Oh, I haven't Is checked it? it out yet, but I was going to go. You can go and look online, can't you? And feel very inadequate about your life looking at yachts. Oh, not um, even just you. Could, there's a lot of things you can look at. And feel <laughs> like that. Anyway, um, but Bretto, you were there. Did you do anything debaucherous? Seeing as Nate was, um, I think, worked well out behaved. naked in the hot tub DJ. <laughs> yeah. No, just for absolute clarity, that didn't happen. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. Phew. I wasn't naked. Nate actually looked like <laughs> he could have been a DJ. I know. I, honestly, I think yeah. it was a career path. The sliding doors moment. I was like, wow, this could have been me. This could have been me. Yep, no, I did. I behaved myself when I was on So there. did I, just to clarify. <laughs> <laughs> Desperate to defend himself now. It's like there's a hint here that I was debauched. I wasn't. I, I just, I was fine. We'll, we'll put the photo up and let people decide. Yeah, we can do that. But earlier in the day, you were go-karting, that is. I didn't behave myself. No. no. What happened? I, um, so I showed up late as normal. Um, we need a jingle for me being late to things, don't we? Um, and to be so, fair, at least you made it. And like I went with Lawrence so Edmondson. I could make it. So. Yeah, exactly. You guys never even showed up. Because um, yeah, we had these. I was too busy DJing. Exactly. The, the first world problems we have in this job um, when we're here trying to, you know, you guys want to know about the tension of the title and who's thinking what, and then we're telling you that yeah, we had two events to choose from at the same time last night, and I went to the Alpine karting event, uh, and uh, with Lawrence Edmondson, he was also late. That's why we ended up late. Got there. Jumped in the car and went to qualifying. And um, I was very slow. And I don't like to blow my own trumpet. But I'm like, I'm competitive enough. <laughs> like, I could, you know, I I wouldn't be really slow compared to everyone else. So I was like, something's wrong with this car. Very slow in a straight line. Very I love slow. That's always the way on a car track. It must yeah. be the car. So, I, the car. so we did, you had to do a formation lap type thing before qualifying where you followed a safety cart type thing. So everyone had to stay in safety order. Safety cart. Yeah. So a guy would drive around like first and lead you around. And then he'd go in the pits and you could go off. So everyone had seen one lap of the track. And doing that lap, I was flat out for a lot of it, like full throttle. And I figured everyone was, like, to keep up with the speed he was doing. And then noticed about two or three corners from the end, I was behind uh, Laurent from Canal Plus, one of their presenters. And he obviously just blipped his throttle to catch up with someone and kind of moved into a different time zone. I was like, oh, dear, hang on. And, yeah, we started the laps, and I just watched everyone drive away from me. Um, And I was like, there's something wrong with my car. But I just stayed out there because I thought, I can't be that guy who complains the car's not very good. And you start... You're being that guy right now. I am now, yeah. I knew I'd have this opportunity. You you didn't want to complain to the car people, but you're now complaining on a podcast. Oh, I I complained to them later. Oh, okay. Um, So, but then you see your own lap times on the board as you're going around. So you're just trying to beat yourself, really. It was just qualifying. Uh, and I was on Team Alonso. Yeah, you, you were given a wristband. You had to just pull out of a bag blind. And I got an Alonso one. And Edmondson also got one and got told he had to be on the Team Ocon. Did he give you a Did he give you a face tattoo of him? No, sadly. Um, you should have all had like an Alonso tattoo on your head. Uh, that would have been good, actually. It would have been fun. Didn't think of that. Um, yeah. I think or, he's or given like them all to... plan, like engraved in your forehead. He's given them all to Ricardo, though, yeah. hasn't he? Um, so, yeah, did, did qualifying. Came in, complained, and everyone was like laughing about it and being like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the guy who was running it came over and was like, no, but the carts are actually quite good, aren't they? Quite equal. And I was like, number 10's not, complained. And he's like, no, 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 Walked off, came back, was like, oh yeah, the choke was on. Sorry about that. So there was actually a reason it was so slow. And it didn't matter anyway, because for the race, they mixed up the carts. But it meant I started 20th. Uh, and this row 10, there was 27 people. So we're kind of mid-grid. Uh, and row 10 was myself in 20th and Jess in 19th. She'd out-qualified me. So... Um, we had to put in writing that whatever happened on the track would stay on the track <laughs> and that there would be a future and that sort of thing because I'm no prisoners. Uh, but got lucky, got a good start, got up to like about 15th at the first corner and then someone took half the grid out at the next corner and I finished the first lap in sixth. Why? So I managed just to sort of lap round. Ended up, got caught in a crash somewhere with a back marker. Um, Danny Kvyat overtook me because he cheated, heavily cheated from the back, but then slowed down at the very end because he cheated and let a load of people pass. So I oh. finished fifth. From 20th, I was very pleased. Uh, and the way we were divvied up, so for qualifying, you, like I said, you were Team Alonso or Team Ocon. Um, and the way it finished, the four ahead of me were all Team Ocon. So I was the lead Team Alonso car. So there was two podium ceremonies. One you for Team Ocon, one for Team Alonso. You want team, is that why there's a trophy behind you? It, it is, Nate. I'm glad you noticed that. The, with the light shining on it. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. yeah the Pixar lamp here. next to it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so 
uh, poor Lawrence Edmondson was leading to the last lap, got taken out, finished fourth. But the three ahead of him were all in the same group as him. So therefore, he didn't get anything to show for it. And I finished one place behind him and I won technically. Wow. So went on the podium. This is where the story does get good. Go on the podium. Fernando hands out the trophies. How very nice of him. Uh, there's fizzy, I think it was fizzy apple juice, like almost like apple ties, a big bottle of because they can't do champagne. Uh, and there's already one bottle have been used for the Ocon podium. So Alonso picks that up once he's given us all trophies and done the photos and starts trying to spray us with it. So then it takes me a while to undo this other bottle and I spray it around for a bit. And then I'm like, oh, Alonso had run away. But one of the PRs was like, oh, he's around the corner. So I'm like, great. And I jump down from the podium, go around the corner and see Alonso there. And I'm ready to spray him full in the face with this um, bottle of fizzy apple juice. And his face is like, oh shit. He's like, this was not part of El Plan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know, if you, sometimes you see someone like, so James Moy was a photographer and I nearly sprayed it directly at him and his face was like, please don't. Okay. Like I could tell he really didn't want me to, so I didn't. And he was like, thank God, because if you broke my cameras on the biggest race weekend of the year, I'd have yeah. killed you. Um, but Alonso was like, oh God, like mischievously. So turned to run. So I'm like, yes, chase him. And I got two steps and stacked it and smashed this bottle everywhere, cut my hand open, <gasps> just was laying on the floor. You've got a wow. So it went from very cool moment to oh, To meddling trying to kill Fernando Alonso. <laughs> oh, he kept running and then he came back afterwards being like, yeah, you weren't catching me. But, and I was like, you're all right, yeah? Because okay. <laughs> I was still lying on the floor laughing. But that was the thing because I didn't get straight up because I was like, you've just ruined what was a cool moment. You've, you've made it now that people will remember this. And then I've put it on a podcast um so i was just laughing like what an idiot and a load of people came over like Are you okay i was like yeah in my head that seems like the there's that meme of principal skinner looking down just being like pathetic that's how i imagine alonzo looking at you just like look at you absolutely <laughs> like, me. there was like there was maybe a modicum of respect when he like i was the quickest one like in the karting he's like okay you, you'd like obviously best of a bad bunch seeing as we saw them race and they are ridiculously good alonzo did wheelies in his own go-kart it was mad um and then yeah so maybe it's like mm, okay like can't get too angry at you being terrible at this and then yeah that that modicum disappeared the second i stepped off and fell over two uses of modicum in one podcast it's the modicum podcast <laughs> modicum podcast i enjoyed it thank you no no i glad I, someone I, did. I enjoyed it as well just wanted to make a statement <laughs> um <laughs> i'm glad you i'm glad your hands okay yeah that was it was a bit stupid your podcasting hand so it could have been. It is, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm battling bravely through. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's 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 tough, but I'll get there. Like, like, like Nigel Mansell, I'm just like. Oh, I'm alright. <laughs> Don't worry about me. <laughs> we should do a, a section on this podcast where you do impressions, mate. Well, <laughs> we shouldn't. <laughs> uh, well, that there's some Christmas content I have lined up for you both that I'm I'm currently working on in my in my brain. Good. Involves, involves some Supposed kind of to where else are you working on it? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> on my body. <laughs> I have it all written up underneath my shirt. Uh, no, in my head. Prove it. No, don't prove it. Don't prove it. <laughs> Jess is here. I don't want to do that much, Jess. <laughs> but tell us more. Uh, so I was going to suggest that we do a... Uh, well, I, I say I was going to suggest we are going to do a miscast... Uh, a, a reading of a script from a miscast Formula One movie where actors who we intentionally miscast play different roles. So Al Pacino is going to play M- Michael Massey. I'll do that one. And then... <laughs> Did you just work out something cool that you wanted to do? And, yeah, then, you're like, wanted and then I'll come to I, I wanted to do that. No, uh, Alan Rickman can play Christian Horner. That could be you, Mendes. And I haven't worked out the third character yet, but I was thinking, like, you need someone funny for Toto Wolf that sounds a little bit like Toto Wolf, but also just isn't Toto Wolf. So we'll work that out. But it has to be miscast. The whole the joke of it has to be, like, Alan Rickman is nothing like Christian Horner. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. You can yeah, play yeah, him. Yeah, and okay. same with Pacino and Massey. Sorry, Michael Massey, but you're not like Al Pacino. But we'll do, and then I'll, you know, write a little script. We can do a little reading live. 
See how it goes. Sounds great. But if anyone's got any miscast suggestions for Toto Wolf, send them in. Or any other driver. We'll just wow. keep doing it. Yeah. Or winter. Or winter, that's, yeah. That's all you're going to get. Yeah, but they have to be miscast. If you, if you say, oh, I want Timothy Chalamet to play Charles Leclerc, no. <laughs> okay. You feel quite passionately about this. I've thought a lot about this. This is what I thought about <laughs> on the Academy fight. <laughs> he had so many jokes, he was like, I need something else to think yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've got to start actually doing some work on those flights. Or nah, some work, nah, some nah, work nah. I'm actually paid for. This is work. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I yeah, I mean it is work to a degree, but you're it's not, not it's not this. what it's not what my employers pay me money to do. <laughs> fly me to these places to do. <laughs> hey, how was your day? I mean, it was very productive, <laughs> and also not productive at all. <laughs> Depends on which which type of productive you're talking about. Well, um, on on that note, we can let you actually walk over to your workplace from here. My workplace, you can see it. You can see where you're going to work. Yeah. There's a real exam hall vibe, isn't there, in the media centre? The way they've set all the tables up. Yeah, for social distancing. Um, the last day of school, as everyone says, throughout this race. Oh, uh, I see what you've done there. Yeah. But quickly, we can't leave without actually doing some more F1 chat quickly. And we're going to do some predictions. <sighs> Who is going to win the battle oh, really? for I 19th? <laughs> Mick Schumacher on the key to Mazda. It's Mick Schumacher. Uh, who's going <laughs> to be first on Sunday in the championship? I'm going to let Beretta go first, <sighs> mainly because of the way his face dropped when you said predictions. Yeah. I've never he seen someone look so scared. He hates them. I don't like doing them. You really don't, do you? No. But you realise they're just predictions and they're always certainly Are you told not wrong. to? Are you told by F1 not to make predictions because if you get them wrong, you're going to get in trouble? No. You just, just have to. You just have to repeat over and over again that it's good for the sport. Good for the sport. Yeah. I think. I think my prediction is it's going to be a great race. Oh, get out! <laughs> That's super disappointing. That is super disappointing. I think that Lewis is going to edge it. I think that's what's going to happen. It's not cricket. We're talking Formula One. <laughs> the Ashes are not go- actually they're going better today, or they were. I shouldn't check while we're like who invented cricket? Silly game. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> it depends if we win. That was golf, like in yeah. your in your view. Yeah. Golf. Yeah, you didn't like golf. Uh, well, no, I just because, you know, I don't like cricket. I love it, as the, as the song goes. No, but because we're losing, I was like, no, no, never mind, anyone. Uh, cricket medicine. jokes. So you, you, you're going with Lewis. Yeah. Lewis. I'm, it's really hard, isn't it? I'm going with Lewis based on, in my head, if Max is leading like, out of turn one, I feel like it, I feel like the Mercs are slightly quicker. I feel like we're going to see a point where they race each other. I feel like if Lewis is leading out of turn one, which is just as likely to happen, I feel like Max won't be able to, get near him again because I think the Mercs quicker. It's not a slight on either their driving. Um, so I'm going with that, which is, that, that's where I started the year. My prediction before we had any races was Lewis to edge a really tight one. Not this tight, but to edge a really tight one um, with experience and just Merck knowing how to get it done, basically, and maybe having a slightly better car. Uh, then I pivoted to Max has been so consistent. He's not finished outside the top two in any race that was kind of normal. Never had an off one. It was crazy. How yeah. consistent he's been. He's been incredible. But, um, but now I just... just yeah, I just feel like the way the cars are actually right now, I'm going to go with Lewis just. So I'm going to buck the trend. I'm going to, I'm going to say Max. Uh, I agree with what you said about uh, if Lewis gets out ahead. I just think that the way the last few races have gone, like Max Max seems very fired up mm-hmm. um, and Red Bull seem very fired up as well. And I think that um, talking to one of the Dutch journalists, Eric, obviously who, who has become one of the guys in the paddock who literally just breaks news now, doesn't he? He's like on top of everything. He's great. But he was saying like the best... Max Verstappen is like a fired up Verstappen. One thing quickly from Saudi that went completely under the radar with everything that happened was one of the best restarts I've ever seen a driver do when Max passed Lewis and Ocon on the inside. And Eric said like, Max was sat in his car, he was ticked off that he'd been pushed back to third and he was like, I'm not letting them, I'm not letting either of them come out of this corner ahead of me. 
And obviously things happened later in the race that were controversial. And I think he was over the limit on a, th- a few of the things he did. But I think, I think he's been the better driver over the course of the season. Um, and obviously he's had the, the more victories. He probably should have won it if, you know, if Baku and Silverson hadn't happened. He probably could have already won it. So to me, I just think, I think that's in his head as well. And I think Red Bull think that as well. Um, and let's, all the talk about Max is, is justified about how aggressive he is, but he is so good as well. And I think that hopefully he wins it like he wins it, like he won Austin. Like if he won the championship like that, I'd be like, you know, hands up, like that's one of the best performances ever. I think I can see him doing that. Even if the car isn't maybe quite as quick as Merck, I think here, if you get out ahead, and we've seen Max get out ahead before and just gets into that place where he's just pretty untouchable. So I'm going to say Max. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned the like backer and stuff. Like I went through this last night and essentially if you just normalise those crazy races so tyre doesn't blow but therefore it means like nothing happens to anyone because of course Lewis then ended up not scoring in that but so if tyre doesn't blow and you've got first, second, third as they w- would have looked like they were coming home it was at Max, Checo, Lewis um, and then you have Silverstone I think I put Max P2 um, just because you don't know how that race is going to pan out but he would like, have been okay. at least P2 probably yeah so, probably so I think I just yeah. gave him P2 for that and Hungary I gave him P2 behind Lewis if you don't get the crazy start um, he, he won the title a race or two ago. He'd be yeah. 41 points clear right now. Um, and that's without then saying what would happen in Monza because you can't tell from, you know, with the way they were both caught up and they're behind Ricardo and stuff and Norris by then, I think. Um, so, yeah, it's like the ones that are a bit more clear to envisage. Yeah, he'd, he'd have had it wrapped up. So in that sense, I mean, they both deserve it after the season we've had. Like, there's whoever loses this is going to be so undeserving of losing. Yeah, I agree. But, yeah. but the winner's f- going to be fully deserving. So it's a shame... <laughs> I mean, you don't want to do it like this, but it's a shame they both can't be champion. But yeah, um, it's going to be the yeah. best runner-up ever. Yeah, this year, yeah. like one of them is going to be the best championship runner-up of all time, and that's going to really sting if it's Max because it'll be his first time, his first chance of doing it. Lewis, it's like, you know, he's got seven; he can go for the eighth one. Like, but I think, yeah, I think that that would hurt Max more than Lewis. I think. Yeah, but Louis, Lewis has been there before, didn't he? In two thousand and seven, it stung him when he missed out on that first time, and then he came back the next year and he won it. Didn't Very he? true. So so yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was saying actually, it'd be cool for. Like I think cool because people get bored. I think of the continuity. If Max wins it and then Lewis comes back and wins the next year, or you have the same battle again, that's gonna be so good. Whereas if it's just Lewis keeps winning it and Max keeps challenging him but not winning it, it kind of I don't think it'll capture the imagination the same way. So I mean, this is the first year though that they've gone head to head. Proper. So. Yeah. Like, but, but I like the, I like Lewis chasing the eighth championship, and I like that someone denies him once. Then next year the question are like, oh, well, will he get it this year? Mm-hmm. And then he's only got that second year left of his contract. Like, mm-hmm. does he win it then and say, right, I'm done? Does he not win it then and say, oh, actually, I'll stay around for another two years, you know, and then do we Need start to, to see him decline a bit? You know, so there's a lot of different things that could happen. So, um, but either way, by this time next week, hopefully we're just talking about an epic finish. A super clean race. Super clean race. With I'm never going li- to live that bit down, am I? Never. No, not at all. You're not going to live any of this down. Thanks. I never do. I never expect it. Well, thanks, boys. It's been an absolute pleasure to see your faces within a few metres of myself. Two yeah. metres, we socially are socially distanced, of course. Um, remember to hit the subscribe button and follow us on our social channels. You can read Medis' work on racer.com, Nate's work on ESPN.com and my work on F1.com. We'll do this again very, very soon. Super bye. Super bye. Podcast Network.